Hello, hello, hello. My name is Adam, and this is the Out of Bounds Podcast. Today we have a great episode for you with Corey Jackson. Corey is a Jackson Hole local. Um, we recorded this one in person at Jackson for Kings and Queens. Uh, Corey is the one, if you have been following along on social, that did that like completely laid out, like fully stretched backflip um, that I took a photo of, and it's absolutely one of the more insane things that I've seen. It's just so stretched. It literally looks like somebody's holding him by his legs from a ceiling. It's it's completely nuts. But um, Corey's genuinely one of the nicest people that I've ever talked to. Uh, super generous with his time. And uh, he actually skied with X the whole next day. So uh, sorry to him for that. But it's, it's all good. Um, I hope you enjoy the episode. We do talk a little bit about Kings and Queens, the event, the layout of the event, like what kind of goes down. So kind of get in the weeds a little bit on that one. Talk about Candide. We talk about Stoney McBlaze face at x games as well as a whole bunch of other stuff uh if you are uninitiated we have uh, some new merch on the websites just get the collective.com and then at out of podcast.com we have everything uh including gear reviews some pieces ethan just posted a travel guide to chamonix um, which is dope and there's a whole bunch more stuff on the horizon there uh you can also check out the youtube channel it's just out of collective on youtube and we've got all kinds of stuff. We actually just did a ski comparison video on uh, over at Canon Christian Ski to Rental Ski and a like high end Fisher, uh, and we kind of get some results that we weren't necessarily expecting. So go check that out. But before we jump into the actual episode with Corey, we got a couple sponsors for today. First of which is Bluebird Backcountry. Bluebird is a new sponsor of the Out of Bounds Podcast, and I am super psyched to be working with a company that offers affordable skiing, no lift lines, and it's all backcountry. 39 bucks a day um, is where tickets start for these guys. There are tw- There's 1,200-plus acres of inbounds terrain, 11 marked skin tracks, 28 runs, and there's stuff for everybody. Whether you're a beginner or you're just getting into some touring, they also have AIARE courses as well as lessons and packages and all that good stuff they also have a mid mountain warming hut which is dope too and it's just beautiful so if you want to get into skiing in the backcountry and you're in the colorado area uh bluebird is the place to do it at you can go to bluebirdbackcountry.com to learn more about some of the awesome stuff that they are doing there so next we have our friends at deuter it is deuter not deuter the Freerider 34 Plus is what I have been skiing with primarily this season. It is my pack. It is ready to go always. And it's a perfect backcountry skiing pack. It's a great size. The Plus also allows you to expand it even taller. So if you have a longer tour going on, the 34 basically turns, I'm sure there's an actual number, but it turns into more like a 40 size. And, uh, and I'm a huge fan. It's super durable. The weight on it is great. Like the way it distributes your weight between the waist and the chest strap is awesome. Super easy to throw skis in there, as well as a bunch of other stuff. Um, you can check out Deuter stuff at d e u t e r dot com and get yourself a new pack today. Uh, if you have questions on packs, I I love talking about gear, so I'm happy to chat you up about it. And with that, we roll into our episode with Corey Jackson. Psyched to have Corey on the show, and I hope, actually I know, you guys will enjoy this one. Let's get into it. Tell people who you are, a little bit about yourself then. My name is Corey Jackson. I grew up here in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. 
Uh, born and raised. Um, avid skier. Okay. Skateboarder, golfer. Uh, dirt biker, mountain biker, <laughs> outdoor enthusiast guy. <laughs> All the things. Yeah. Um, before we jump into anything else, let's talk about the kombucha thing. What? When did that start? Where did that start? How did that start? Um, so it's one of my best friend's companies. Okay. Um, and I was just living over in Driggs at the time, needed some work. Turns out I'm now three years in. I'm the production manager. Uh, loving it. It's like super fun process to learn. We're expanding the company a little bit. We're going to get into like the botanical water kind of deal. Okay. Um, but yeah, all organic. Um, the ingredients have gotten a little better, a little different, a little more expensive. So you yeah. definitely know you're getting a quality product. And yeah. that's Tetonic Kombucha. What, what's the hardest thing about doing that? Uh, find a time to go skiing. Really? <laughs> Are you doing that? You're doing that most weekdays? Yeah. But um, it's it's a pretty cool setup. Like I, would, I go ski pretty much every day during the day. And then depending on the workload, I'll go in at like 3 or right. 4. But sometimes I'll be there till 2 a.m. You know, and then wake up and Fuck. go ski again. But no, it's, it's a labor of love. It's a good time. And my yeah. boss is awesome, and he's a he's an avid skier too, so he gets it. Yeah, yeah. That's always the thing. Is like every it's Monday was powder here, right? Like everybody's here. Like the whole town right. basically just decided like work was off, which is like funny to me because I live in a very like an earthy, crunchy little town, but like we don't fucking get snow like that. So nobody on a pow day, nobody understands. Like nobody yeah. gets it. Versus here, it's interesting to just see everything just totally. And like even growing up here. My mom and I kind of had this rule that if it snowed more than like eight inches, I'd get out of school. And it seems to be a very common thing, at least for like the community, you know? Yeah. So how do you feel about tourism obviously booming in this area right now? Yeah. It seems like every year busier and busier. They've kind of figured out how to manage the Icon Pass situation here pretty well, it yeah. seems like. like totally. Especially compared to like the first two years. How, from somebody who lives here and has lived here... How do you feel about like the direction that Jackson's going right now? Uh, I mean, it's, it's tough. Like, it, obviously, there's a shit ton of people who want to be here. Yeah, for sure. And the tourism part of it is like the town wouldn't exist without the tourism. So I've always exactly. I've always known that. And I worked in a hotel when I was super young as mm -hmm. a bellman. So like, the more tourism that we had, the more money I made as a kid. You know, and right. So I always appreciated that. But in terms of like the on hill stuff with like the pass reservations and like just that whole system it's actually like kind of cleaned up the resort a little bit it doesn't yeah. seem like the lines are as long and yeah i mean truthfully i'm kind of a fan of it like, yeah no yeah. i don't think it's bad at all it's funny like there's still plenty of places where there's no limitations on it at all right and they kind of just get blown up and i think that's fine but like and i think palisades is a good example right 100 percent. i love it there and i love those people they're great but it's fucked. Like you're there, you're trying to leave the place on a snow day or even on a regular weekend day and you're spending hours in traffic versus like here, it seems a lot more manageable one. Cause I guess tourism, everybody's in this vicinity. Like, yeah, I mean, for the stay. most part, like the traffic at four o'clock in a town is always crazy, but yeah, I mean, I think that's the norm. Most places though, right? Like that's yeah. just rush hour for any other major. City and I mean, that goes for any other town, like exactly. five o'clock, there's traffic everywhere. Exactly. Even it's if fun. you live in Detroit, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, how was the competition this week? Kings and Queens went down. Like, I think people at this point will know this by this juncture. They'll see everything that comes out. But how did you feel? This is, how many years have you done this? This is my second year. Okay. Sick. How do you feel? 
feel pretty good. I'm mainly just stoked to walk away from the event and like be able to go. <laughs> like yesterday, I snowboarded all day. Really? Um, we had a big group of like 15 people, but <laughs> yeah, no, that's always my main goal is just to like be able to go out the next day and like have that like big of big day, like big crew day, you know. But yeah, overall, I mean, it was super fun. Yeah, I dropped 17th. I wish I could have gone a little earlier, but I don't even know if that would have changed things really. Yeah, like there is a a ski ninja that went in and. Did yeah. A, a cut oh right yeah, I heard Piper told me about this too, and just fucking slashed everything off of it. Yeah, so that was kind of rough. So like after I saw that being seventeenth, I was like, okay, whatever. I can just watch a few more people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, after that ninja went across and ski cut the whole top of it, it all sloughed out, and it was firm anyways. So yeah, surviving that top air was like pretty much my main main worry. But yeah, stoked to put it down on the second run. I mean, I back slapped pretty hard on that hotel thing, but. <laughs> I hadn't. I felt like I hadn't gone that far on skis in a really long time. Really <laughs> hitting that thing, and I was like really the only one to hit it like that. Yeah, so. yeah. It's uh, it's such a bizarre event. Like, for, first of all, like everybody was backslapping yesterday. Like it was yeah. like or two days ago. It was fucking man. It's just part of it. It's. I got a call from someone the other day that was just like, "Does do people land at this event? <laughs> like, do people actually stomp?" And it's like, yeah, for sure, but you're not, this isn't like an X Games, you know what I mean? Yeah, and like truthfully, if you look at like the history of the event, most people that have won have done it on their second run. Yeah. And so like the first run, I mean, when I was coming in, I felt like I had no speed. So I skated into the first air, and then as soon as I took off, I was like, oh no, like (laughs) I'm just going to put this to my hip and then continue on, but yeah. Like, it's a pretty wild feeling when you just come flying over that edge. And, like, you really don't know. Like, you try to line up your trajectory, but there's, like, no guarantee where you're going to land. Right. And then, like, a mile an hour difference means 10 or 12 feet farther. And, like, yeah, it's a crazy (sighs) event for sure. But all in all, pretty stoked. And, like, the conditions this year are way better than last year. So Yeah, that's what I was going to Like, are you happy with the call to go Tuesday instead of today? Absolutely, yeah. I wasn't sure how people were going to react this morning because, like, it was so blue this morning. But yeah. everything got blown, right? Like, everything got blown up the Kular. Like, it looked like shit this morning. Yeah, we had that north wind, northwest yeah. wind, and that's, like, the last thing you want in that Kular. It yeah. just strips it from the bottom to the top. Yeah. But, yeah, on the early trim, it was, it was visible to me that, it was a good call to do it on Tuesday. Like the yeah. wind buff and all that in there is pretty wild. And that's kind of the last thing you want. So, yeah, I mean, we, we were lacking visibility on the contest day, but I think we made the right decision to do it on Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it was soft. And I honestly don't know from what I've heard from everybody, it was pretty punchy in there. And, I mean, you can tell me too. Like, And Hackle, like right out of the gate, was like I was not expecting to land the way that I landed. Right. Like, And I was not expecting to feel – the type of feeling that I felt when I got in there. And then you watch like Jake just create like a fucking comet sized bomb hole in there Ooh, for parking to hurt. land in. And then like, that's just kind of how it rolled the rest of the day. And it's just, it, it's so funny to watch the conditions deteriorate and then expect all of you guys to adapt to it and like have to deal with that as part of the contest. Cause draw a number matters. Totally. But I, I mean, I think that just goes to show like how gnarly a lot of these athletes are that come to this event. Like, most of these people can ski any condition regardless of if it's good or bad, you know? Right. So I think, yeah, I mean, it, it just goes to show, like, if you're invited to this contest, you're pretty gnarly, I think. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you're ready to just fuck it. It's just looking at the top of it, I can't imagine, like, skiing it is one thing, right? And then you're, like, dropping into this thing at yeah. speed. It's like, you have no idea. I don't know how 
it always amazes me to see any of you guys like dial in the speed that you need to go into this shit, especially when you're hitting it blind. Like like I said, Hackle had never skied Jackson, never mind Corbis. <laughs> yeah. You know, like that's a pretty crazy thing. To drop in like how do you fucking know what speed you need to like line up and hit in a transition so you're not like fucking way too deep or way short, you know? I mean that's that's a tricky question. It's different in every scenario, <laughs> but I mean, for me personally, like I've skied Corbett's hundreds, hundreds of times. Yeah, like right. I grew up here, and I mean, I try to just do it like as often as as I can. And yeah. actually, I went in there today. Yeah. And it was pretty good, but I think the snow is quite a bit punchier than it was on the contest day, even okay. just with the wind buff. But yeah, I mean, I can't even imagine flying here and never skiing here, and then like some people got here the <laughs> night before we ran the contest i know dude and like some people like jack wiley like got like selected on like friday or something like that before yeah. the comp like drove up just yeah dropped right in pretty like, much what the fuck but it's a huge range of people that are competing in this thing it's like you got colby who just won like x games gold yeah and he's the olympic silver medalist for exactly big air you exactly know? like you got him and then you got you and you got hat like it's just such a strange group of people yeah it's pretty cool to just throw together and it's it's dope it's one of the most unique events i think that's around right now and it's i don't know like there was a lot of people last week as we were leading up to it that are just like there should just be a natural selection for skiing Oh, 100 You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that kind of event would fucking destroy. But, like, how do you do that now off the back of the snowboard version? It's tough. Like, I don't know how you mine that I up. I mean, I think Crazy Carl's got some, some pretty wild ideas up his sleeve. Yeah? Yeah, he wants to pull some stuff off. All right, cool. There's, I mean, it makes sense. It's it's funny. Smain, rest in peace, wrote this article a while ago, like, just talking about how much he wanted to see, like, this kind of thing. Totally. It's like... It was, like, the most important thing. Because he's like, all these comps are basically worthless. Like, they're not... Like, yeah, comps are... They're comps, right? It's a totally different scene than, like, actually feeling the culture of what skiing is all about. I think an event like this does it well because it brings everybody together for, like, a week. Like, everybody's yeah. around for seven days. Like, the contest day is so short. And, like, yeah. <clears throat> speaking for those runs, like, they're 25-second runs, you know? So yeah. it's, like, a very short period of your life that you're, like, skiing down that thing. Yeah. But then you're just hanging out with like the illest people for the whole week and like skiing with a bunch of different people. And even for me, like I went snowboarding with a bunch of homies who I never thought I would be able to snowboard with. Right. So like just the community aspect of this event is very special. And I think these kind of events definitely need to keep going. Yeah. Um, can I ask you about some ski sponsor stuff? Yeah. Fatipus you were working with for a little while? Yeah. Quite what, a few years. What happened? What happened there? What happened with that? Like, I, I actually, I saw that. Like, I was just, I Googled your name before we got in here just to see what I could find, like, yeah. in, like, Wikipedia and whatever the fuck. And the first thing that showed up was, like, your profile from 2016 on Fatipus's website. And in my head, I'm like, I didn't even know they were still in existence. Yeah, and actually, they're doing pretty well, It I sounds think. like they're, like, making a little bit of a comeback here. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah, no shade to any of the people sure. behind that like it's an awesome company they make great skis yeah. i had a super good time on them obviously yeah. delorem skied on them so i always wanted right. to ski on them too but yeah i had just one of my old ski coaches was riding for him at the time his name's matt let's go okay um but he kind of put me in contact with him and yeah just like got a few pairs of skis and whatever and then yeah. um i would always pick him up when i was in breckenridge because i was a coach for a long time yeah so i just swing by his house and grab a couple pairs of skis but he moved to the East Coast and like, yeah, never, never had like a falling out or anything. I just, at that moment, kind of realized that it was a good time to switch it up. And yeah, 
I think the the demographic on the East Coast might be a little different. And so I didn't know if the skis were going to change or anything. But yeah, um, yeah, it's it's funny how that all happened. Like such a cool company. Yeah. Super stoked to ride for them. Obviously the Delorm thing. I skied on his like pro model ski. It was right. the illest ski at the time for right. me. Um, but yeah, I was coaching at a, a World Cup at Aspen, and one of the athletes that I was coaching at the time was friends with Robbie Burleson, who was a faction rep or right. faction team manager. And he heard that I needed some skis, so like just a couple days later after that, he hooked me up. But yeah, a couple weeks before that, I'd broken like I don't know eight pairs of skis in a couple <laughs> weeks, and so he was super stoked to hook me up. And then yeah, yeah, ever, ever since then I've been on faction. What's the transition like from like just getting rep flow skis to like actually being on pro team for faction? Like, what was that? How, how does that move even happen? Um, I mean, I don't even consider myself on the pro team for faction yet. I'm just like one you're of the dogs on, on the you're website. On, you know? Yeah, you're on the website. Like that's legit. You, I don't know. Like that makes. Yeah, I mean, I think the big difference for me is like going skiing has always been hard. Like, I don't come from a wealthy background. It's always right. been like hard work ethic and like sending a bunch of emails and just like being in contact with the right people. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, super thankful for faction and everything that they do for me. But at the end of the day, like I still work a full time job. I don't get paid to do this. I've never been paid to do this. Yeah. And so it's like, it's kind of a different realm for me. And so, yeah, when I was younger, I like was on the free ride program out of Jackson, yeah. super rad coaches and everything. And then did a couple World Cup half pipe events and was like chasing that circuit for a while. Got pretty expensive. And like I said, like my parents weren't wealthy and they were kind of doing everything they could to like get me on the road. Right. And then, so after that, after high school, I was like still trying to compete and doing some rev tours and like some like smaller contests, but that just got super expensive too. Yeah. And so at that point, I even wrote in my high school graduation book, like, I'm going to move to Park City and be a ski coach for Axis Freeride at the time, yeah. which is now Park City Ski and Snowboard. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I did that. I, like, moved straight down there, got a job. Shout out to Chris Haslock. Um, but, yeah, I was a ski coach for a long time. Yeah. Ended up doing that until about 2018. Went to the Olympics with the Irish Irish athlete who's a half-pipe skier. He actually went to the most recent Olympics, too. Sick. Um but yeah, it's like it's a pretty wild journey, just going from like athlete to coach, and now back to like the athlete realm. Yeah, do you still like the coaching aspect of it? Like, is that a thing? Yeah, that you... for sure. Yeah. I mean, I could see myself going back to it at some point, but yeah, I just like I needed a break from it, and mainly just want to ski powder. <laughs> so I like moved back home, and I've right. just been chasing storms and skiing pow as much as I can. But I like I can't travel too much because I have a full time job. Like, got to go to work. I got to make kombucha. <sighs> But I, I also love making the kombucha, too, so it's like... It's tough because you actually like the job that you're doing. Right. Yeah, and that's not a very typical thing, you know? Like, No, it's different. Yeah. It's different. You're just carrying around kombucha in your pockets. Totally, and, like, distributing it and <laughs> I love that. producing all of it. And Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that made that fucking made X's day, I bet. Like, that dude is, like, that's he awesome. doesn't drink. Yeah, so I don't like, either. He, so. he never has, like, in his life, so he's just, like... No never, way. Never drank, never smoked. Like, he's just, like, I've always known that, like... Cause he's fucking nuts as it is. Like he's like a wild person. Yeah. Like, we were at the Moose last night. He's the only one like completely stone cold sober, <laughs> and is like the first one like tearing it up. You Sick, know what I mean? Dude, like, I love and that's that. just how he is. But he's like, if I drink, I'll burn the place down. Like yeah. I'll fucking everything will be on fire. Totally. Right. And he bartended for like ten years. It's fucking hilarious. Like, wow. You put yourself well, dude, in those <laughs> situations. I'm so stoked I brought that over then. Yeah. He's he'll be hyped. Um, 
can I, let me ask you this then. Why aren't you getting paid? Like, what is the hurdle there? And I, I don't, <clears throat> I don't want to hear, it, it's not about skill. You're, you're good enough. You should be getting paid in, at least in my mind, because everybody should be getting paid. Yeah, I agree. That's at this level. Um, for me, like skiing is just like, I've always done it. And like yeah. living in Jackson, it's kind of like not having a mountain bike in the summertime if you don't go skiing in the winter. Yeah. But it's always just been like super fun for me. And I've kind of been afraid of like chasing contracts and like making it like a job job, you know? And so I'm like not good at that aspect of it. Like mm -hmm. asking for money and pr like pitching all these projects that I don't know if I can fulfill or whatever. But like I just treat it like skateboarding or mountain biking or dirt biking, any like action sport, you know, like I just love all of it and I don't want that to go away. Hmm. And, and so like, yeah, I think eventually I could make some money doing it, but that's never been like a priority of mine. Yeah, I know. It's just, it, I always have a hard time when like brand, brands are using you for marketing, right? Like it's like, yeah, but I get to skis. ski on sick shit. So I, I know, like, I know. And you're not going to be the one complaining. It's just like, I, I always feel like people should be able to make a career out of it if they want a career. And if it's just like, you don't want to like, cause there's that fine line, right? Like I've worked in the industry since I was like fucking 12. Yeah. And there's plenty of days when I'm like so sick of working, like just working in the ski shop until forever, doing this all day long, and like I don't even want to go skiing anymore. And you're like that bums you the fuck out. Right. You have to get out of that rut. So it's it's hard to balance the work and fun aspect of it. Like it really fucking is. But there's there's certainly a path. No doubt. So. Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I just try to keep it fun. And like for me, like I've always just made edits of stuff. Like whether yeah, right. it's skateboarding and like filming the homies or like going on a rope swing adventure and like trying to do double backflips into the water or whatever. Like, yeah, I'd never like pictured that being like a job. You yeah. Know? So it's always just been fun to me. And like making those edits takes me 10 minutes. Yeah. You know? Like I'll go film <laughs> some shit. It'll be three runs and then I'll make it an iMovie. It takes me five minutes. I put it online yeah. and pretty much just put it up and I don't even really care how it does. You know, I just like to look back on the stuff. Yeah. But in terms of like, selling product i think i do a pretty good job at that for sure and like yeah a lot of kids hit me up on instagram like every day asking like for help with skis and what they should get and yeah. not even skis like everything you know but yeah i think chasing contracts has always just scared me like i just yeah. don't want to lose the passion for the sport that i have yeah yeah have you thought about getting a manager i mean yeah for sure yeah but at the same time, like, I feel like that's just like another, it's another like, thing to pressure do. that I don't want to deal with. Yeah. And like the thing that I'm like, it's so hard for me is like having somebody telling me what to do, when to do it. Yeah. I'm kind of just like, I like to go skiing every day. There's a lot of days where I don't film a single thing and I'm just like soul carving. Like you're just skiing. Yeah. And then whatever, I'll tell a homie to like whip their phone out and I'll do something. But at the same time, I'm not skiing like the gnarliest lines or like doing the craziest shit. Right. I just think it's fun. Right. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, and you don't want to ruin that. And I think there there is an aspect to a manager that makes that more annoying, but it makes it easier in other aspects. It's just like whether you ever feel like chasing contracts. I mean, like don't that. get me wrong. Like some extra money would be. That's sick. what I mean. And it's it like you're like, no, I don't want to get paid. Like, you know how many people are like pulling their hair out right now that are like, dude, get paid. You totally. I mean? And like, like <laughs> my main goal is just to get a snowmobile. That's the main goal? Like, pretty much, dude. dude. This long hair can't cover one, this redneck, bro. one sponsor, dude, <laughs> if you buy a fucking snowmobile, dude. Like, it's not... And, I mean, that's not entirely true, but, like, it's out there, man. There's brands no that, like, have money to spend that want to give it to you for minimal work. 
Right. Right. Like you just go skiing. Keep doing a, what you're doing. Doing exactly. That's what the goal. You're doing. Is like, yeah, exactly. You yeah. don't have to change fucking shit. And eventually, like people, I'm sure people will just throw money at you. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean that would be awesome. But that's like a weird weight. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's a hard. But see, like at the same time, like I don't want to sit around here waiting or like spend all my time like sending emails. I'd rather just go to work and like make a product that I'm proud of. Yeah. And like seeing it on the shelves in different yeah. spots is like really rewarding to me. So yeah, I think like that work ethic goes a long way. Yeah. And then it kind of just makes skiing like a little easier. Like I'm just yeah. like, oh, I just get to go do this for fun. I get to go ski for three hours or yeah. whatever or take the day off. or Yeah. I'm going to ski groomers all day and like just go fast. Like yeah. that's, yeah. I don't know. I see what you mean. And if there are any sponsors out there that want to <laughs> hook it up, you know, I'd definitely be stoked. But yeah, I mean, I'm not going to quit skiing just because I'm not getting paid. No, for and I'm not saying that. Like, no, of course. In, in no way, you know. And I think there's a there's a fine line too because there's a plenty of people out there that are just like sending emails all day and not skiing totally so there there's a balance for sure but you're at the top level right now you know what i mean like you're skiing at the highest level you should in theory be able, whether you want yeah, to or not somebody should <laughs> just throw money at you okay so that's the gist so if anybody's listening and wants to throw money at Corey, help me get a snowmobile yeah, exactly. <laughs> long hair can't cover this redneck we're gonna we're gonna start a fund. Yeah, a GoFundMe. Let's for this go. Um, do you have objectives in the Tetons that you're like that you're looking at? I, and I know we just kind of talked about like not really setting any projects like that you can't fulfill or any of that shit. Like, are there objectives that you want to check off that you haven't yet? Here? In terms of like skiing the gnarliest shit, no. Yeah. But I definitely still want to make a project that I'm stoked on and like can look back on in a couple of years and be like, damn, we did that something local or you want to do something like i mean i'm down to go abroad you know like yeah we've got plenty of homies in salt lake and up in sun valley and yeah i could definitely make something happen what does that look like in your head like what it, we're in a time obviously when content is king yeah but the storytelling aspect of it seems to do better than people just unless you're a hall like i think yeah no for sure putting out a two-minute banger is really hard yeah. Like that people are just going to actually give a shit about or like, and like continue to watch and rewatch and like it, send to their friends and exactly. have them watch that. And then grandma's watching that. But it, exactly. Um, I mean, in terms of that, like I, I just have always like viewed myself as a skier and not really put myself into one category. Right. So like I go on, I've been on street trips. Right. I used to ski half pipe, like at pretty high level, never was like doing doubles or anything, but right. had a bunch of tricks. And then, I mean, obviously like to ski steep shit and go fast still like to hit park jumps mm -hmm. still like to hit rails and whatever but basically just make like a well-rounded like segment of everything really but yeah i think the kombucha thing could really like tie into a good story too yeah and like i don't know just having the olympic coaching background and all yeah. those years that i put in as a coach standing around and wishing i could be doing more you know yeah i think there's a there's a good opportunity right now, especially because like YouTube channels exist, right? And like yeah. Instagram, but you can put out stuff that tells a story that you want to tell personally versus like 10 years ago, it was all just ski porn, you know, like it yeah, was, totally. there was less of the storytelling aspect. And now you look at Cody, you look at Nikolai, you look at the bunch even like they're telling stories somehow, right? Yeah. They're picking a lane in order to put that out. And even like the individuals just putting out short series, you know, like just so that people can follow along and they feel attached to their own brand, you know? Yeah. So there's, there's a lot of opportunity for that kind of shit.
Cannon Mountain is a sponsor of the Out of Bounds podcast. It is the best skiing terrain in all of New England. I'm calling it right now when it's good. I, I will say there are other resorts out in the universe that ski when it's a garbage day. But, like, Cannon has its own snow. Like, it literally, like, has the Cannon effect, right? Similar to, like, the J-Cloud, Cannon has its own snow pattern as well. So I've gotten so many good days there this year. And the snow has been holding really well, even though we are having an absolute trash ski season so far here in New England. I've actually gotten two powder days there, which is crazy. Like, legitimately, like legitimate powder days. Um, they keep getting a refresh every week, so conditions have been really, really good. And if you want to go skiing, we should do that together. Um, I'm usually there a couple days midweek. So hit me up. Let's go make some turns at Canon. Uh, and, uh, yeah, get the Canon experience. You can go to canonmt.com for all trail, lift, and snow updates. Fisher Skis is a sponsor of the Out of Bounds podcast, and they actually have signed on for another two seasons. So get used to talking about the best skis in the ski industry, the highest quality product that exists in skiing. One of the things that I talk about all the time with Fisher stuff is that the stuff is actually like the quality is there best factory tune out of the box i would go pound for pound with anybody on this like the stuff just comes ready to ski you don't have to worry about tuning it you don't have to worry about axing. like it's ready to go and it's got a beautiful pattern on that base one of the things that you should keep an eye out for is the new ranger skis they're continuing through next season so you're not gonna buy a ski right now this time of year that you're gonna see on closeout in a few weeks this ski is holding true i have been skiing the ranger 108 like it is my daily it's my favorite ski and skiing right now like genuinely and not just because they pay us money to say nice things it is so so good so go to fishersports.com and you can check out everything that they offer including the all new ranger series and it could migrate that way at some point, you know, like I could definitely make some YouTube vlogs or like YouTube videos and like, what's up guys. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm going to try to stay away from that, but try to do some like maybe weekly or every other week kind of deal. But yeah, at the same time, like there's no promises on that. I'm just going to keep working and skiing and being outside. Yeah. Do anything. What, what is the deal with the cult that faction has built over time? Like I've never <laughs> seen. Right, I've worked at a ski shop my whole life, right? Yeah. When I was there primarily, like I'm not there very much right now, but you're seeing these kids come in, snap pair of skis in half, like just bought a pair of factions, broke them in half, go and buy, like pay retail for the same pair of skis over and over and over and over again. Don't even give a shit about trying yeah. to warranty them. I mean, shout hilarious. out to Faction, though. They have like the best warranty program they in do. the business. <laughs> it's great. Their and warranty I, fucking, it's great. Yeah, I mean, I think that's, yeah. I, I don't know too much about that, but I know a lot of the skis are made in different factories now. Yeah. So we're seeing less skis. Break. Less skis breaking for sure. I, that's not even my point. My right. point is like these Just kids the are breaking them. Like they, I've watched kids break lines and then move on from line. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Try when else. they were at, like after bang was big, right? Like people were just m- mowing through line after bangs or line chronics or anthems. Just fucking breaking them to splinters and then moving on. Right. Right. Faction doesn't have... Like, these kids are smashing this shit to pieces and then buying a brand new pair of skis, like, the next day. Like, yeah, they just I, don't care. They're attached to I the I just brand. think it's the team. Like, yeah. I think there's just so many incredible athletes on the team that the little kids just want to be like that, you know? And, like, yeah. I mean, there are other companies that are kind of on the same tip. Yeah. But, yeah, I think 
with how diverse the faction team is, like you could see something inspiring from three different athletes on the faction team every day. If you're like sit on Instagram or whatever, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's awesome. Like shout out to faction. They've done such a good job, such a good job, like marketing their product. Yeah. And the team, like I would probably say strongest team in skiing right now. Like, I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, I think line's probably a good competitor, but yeah, I mean, line's got a, phenomenal team there's atomic obviously gets a bunch of big signings atomic does so, rip for sure yeah especially right now it's like you got ben chetler and you got bobby brown now and like yeah crazy everybody. super sick that's a weird like out of nowhere signing yeah like but that's cool um but faction has like you a hall uh who Andy. else blake uh eileen like there's like yeah like fucking like candide forever up until what, totally and like, like i mean i think we can all give it up to Candide for making faction what it is. Like really right. put us on the map for sure. What do you think that contract looked like? I don't Holy even know, dude. I know nothing shit. about contracts. So don't ask me. I, dude, I still, like, <laughs> I've heard so many different numbers over the year and I'm just like, none of this can be real. Like, but the dude moved <sighs> ski, like the dude moved units like nobody. Yeah. And like all those videos that he made are still getting plays. So yeah. like that alone is still selling skis. I've never seen someone make a 30 second clip that goes more viral and skiing faster. You see the one today that, that he posted? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, like, dude. It was it like just warming back up or something? On his shit 121s, like ripping groomers. Yeah, and exactly. And... Just fucking bombing through shit. It's, it's hilarious. And it's, I, I wonder if he knows. Like, you oh, know he what knows, I mean? dude, for sure. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Like sometimes people that are that big are just in their own head. You know what I mean? And they Maybe, like but that dude. I mean, big. he's got it pretty figured out. I think I think so too. <laughs> it's just funny that that's like what he he knows what works and he's got his system down and I think he knows the world is just paying attention to him to a certain extent. But you still wonder what goes on inside that head. For sure. I mean, like, he's he's like way older than any of us. Too, he's you know? old as shit. Like <laughs> yeah. in ski. I mean, not old as shit, but like he's old. To be doing what he's doing, yeah, dude. At that level. Like, something's... He's still the illest. Something's fucked up. And then he'll like, post a park clip of him doing, like, dub-12s and, like... Yeah. Still getting better, you know? Where did this come from? Like, I don't understand what happens to make somebody that good, especially later in their career. Like, he's more relevant now than he was 15 years ago. Right. By far. But I think he just, like... I mean, he obviously has, like, a super small crew with him, but... Yeah. He just goes out and does what's fun to him, and I think that just shows a lot, you know? Have you ever met him? No. I've oh, seen yeah. him, but <laughs> never met him. Seeing him is like, it's like seeing the boogeyman or some shit. It's like somebody, it's <laughs> yeah. like, where the fuck did this come from? I mean, from? I didn't, like, what would I have said to him? I was, like, super young and just, like, fanboy out on him, but, I don't, yeah, I, I don't know. I was, like, saw him from a distance and just, like, couldn't believe it. He was skiing Jackson one day. No shit. Yeah, I was super young. I... Yeah, I'm convinced like he doesn't actually exist. You know what I mean? Like yeah, he's I don't just an actually illusion. But then I saw him with Plake like a few weeks ago and I'm like, this is That clip was sick. This is perfect. <laughs> yeah. This is exactly what I want to see in my life. And he does seem like a relatable, like pretty mellow guy in person, you know? Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. I mean he's hanging out with Plake. Like that to be a fly on the wall for those conversations though, like Plake just talking at him for six hours, <laughs> yeah. like just never at him just be like, Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, cool. That's uh that's it. Who who were you looking up to when you were growing up? Like when you were early in the scene? Like obviously Delorme. Like that's a that's a big one. Yeah, Delorme, no doubt. Age. And I still look up to him. Yeah. Um But like I don't know. I just grew up here in Jackson, so a lot of the TGR athletes like Seth Morrison, Ian, Ian McIntosh, and like yeah. all the dudes that were down to go big. Yeah. Um, but then like even younger kids than than me, like 
when I was skiing half pipe, like Torin was my biggest inspiration, you know? Yeah. Torin, Blanc, Ferreira. I lost a contest to Ferreira <laughs> actually here in Jackson. Uh, it was a Gatorade free flow tour. And then the winner of that went on to like the Gatorade free flow finals in Snow Basin. And yeah. then Ferreira actually won that and then got a spot in due tour. And it was, it was crazy to see all that happen. But as soon as that was going on, I was like, okay, these dudes are like <laughs> the gnarliest already and I can't keep up, but yeah, it was fun to watch all that, but definitely those guys, huge inspiration. Um, yeah, it's tough. I mean, like there's just, there's so many, there's too many, but obviously Candide, he was huge. Huge for everybody. Do you think we... Also, shout out to Dylan Hood. He was like one of my favorites at the time. Dylan Hood? Yeah. He's an old TGR athlete. Dude, he did this switch one off a cliff one time and like overshifted. Yeah. Like switch one overshifted, kind of like switch two. Yeah. yeah. At the time, I was like 14 or something. I thought that was like the illest shit. No shit. But just like those little nuances of like, oh, do this this way instead of just like your classic shit, you know? Yeah. No, for sure. The TGR crew, like, year after year has just gotten, like, heavier and heavier and heavier, it For feels sure. like. Like, it's such a... But in those, like, Tangerine Dream days, like, yeah. Anomaly days, like, yeah. that shit was firing. And even Candide was in those. Right. So, like, yeah, I would go to the premiere every year and, like, watch all that shit. Yeah. Yeah, that's... What is it like having them in town? You know, like, that's, like, they're such a huge part of the culture here, obviously. Yeah, pretty rad. Like... I don't know. Like, I feel like everybody has different feelings about TGR, especially when they sick. work with them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I think every aspect of skiing is sick. So, like, yeah. anybody who's putting out content, I respect. But my brother worked for him um, as an intern, just, like, logging footage when he was pretty young. Yeah. He's, like, maybe sophomore, junior, senior of high school. And, like, um, yeah, so I'd go in there all the time. And I, like, knew a couple of the editors. And they'd, like, give me free Red Bulls and whatever. <laughs> but I, I definitely spent a lot of time there. And. Yeah, shout out to those guys. They work super hard. Yeah. Do Do you ever think we see Seth Morrison come back? I don't know. It's I don't I don't know too much about him. I always just respected him and yeah. the fact that he wore a full face and went to the full face. Feet all the, the full time. face years were like <laughs> yeah. as legit as it got. That dude was sending such big shit in like a fucking dirt bike helmet. Yeah, in in Reikley boots. Yeah, just smashing shit to pieces and like there's like so many stories of this dude just like existing. Like you're like show up for this event. He just shows up <laughs> in out like and just doesn't give a shit about any of it. Like yeah. does the job and moves on with his life. Yeah. No, and now just sure. so done with the industry that like doesn't want anything anything to do with any of it. My buddy told me he's got a friend that like works at a shop that he constantly frequents and he's like every three weeks he brings back like a new pair of smash like zero G's or like black crows. Like he's just fucking throws them in the trash and moves on to a new pair. They respect it. And it's like that dude could get free skis for the rest of his existence if he wanted to, but just doesn't give a shit. Yeah. I think that's ill. It's hilarious. That's like the way to walk off in a career. Yeah. I like that to me is like the biggest walk off that you could do. You know, like there's tons of people like obviously Tom, commentating is huge like you're in the industry he's still That's going hard dope. though he's watch still out going, for his street clubs dude he's still going hard also skiing with young gravy yeah <laughs> like what the pretty wild <laughs> like that just culture shock great. yeah that was like uh that whole x games weekend promo i might want to stay away from that yeah it's real <laughs> weird like yeah. real weird like i don't fucking want to see stony mcblaze face or whatever that kid's Me name neither. is like i just want to see the tricks and like somebody who knows how to commentate like yeah, like or like a profile on the fucking athletes. Like we traded that yeah. out for that. The only one that was cute was like that little chasing sage girl. Do you see that? Uh, yeah, maybe. 
You, no, I don't think it's so. It's like actually. she's like this like three year old snowboarder that just like has a GoPro like attached to her head and she's, oh, just, and like, she's like, so like super hyped. stoked. Yeah, I saw so that. hyped on like that just cool. doing everything. Like that's a cool partnership. That makes sense. Yeah. Continue that. Young gravy. Man. Doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Like whatever. Like it and it's just taking away from you know what it felt like? Have you ever seen those like celebrity boxing matches? Yeah. Where they like throw like slipknot in the middle of the fucking box <laughs> and you're like, where did this go? That's exactly what it felt like. It's like yeah. this doesn't belong here. Yeah, I miss like the old days of X Games. I mean, it's obviously like still the premier event of For sure. skiing, and it, I think it always will be, or hopefully will be. But yeah, yeah, I definitely miss those like long story buildups with like, will they do this? And like, I don't know. It just seemed like that part of it went away. But I mean, shout out to all the athletes still. They're like doing the gnarliest tricks ever now. Yeah, it's like, I can't even imagine to doing watch any 21. of that shit. Yeah, or like knuckle. Yeah, the twenty-one and him being like, "Oh yeah, I just, <laughs> just kind of threw it like for the first time." You're like, okay, "Yeah, cool, cool, gnarly." Um, or like Jesper would like, dude. <laughs> finally, he gets a medal though. I know, a gold medal. I know. Oh my goodness, that I've dude been is waiting. so insane. <laughs> He's the illest. That dude is so fucking insane. Yeah, that was like he fucking shut that thing down. Like everybody. My buddies that don't ski or snowboard were like sending me this shit, and I'm yeah. just like, yeah, like, this is what exists. Like, Thank this is a God real thing. he got a fucking gold medal. Dude. I know it's so that one's weird. Like I feel like there should still be a podium, like and like scores for that one. You know, I agree. Like it's tough to tell, like what the fuck is going on. There was plenty, like the runs all across the board were insane. Like there was nobody that had like a bad showing at that event. Yeah, it's jam format. It's like harder to score, I guess, but. There still should be like some live scoring so people like can see the shit as it's going on. I mean, I think it would be easier on the spectators too because a lot of the time you're just like, who did that? Like, what? Yeah. But I think we need that like, oh, he got a 92. Like, can this guy get a 94 and I win love the that event? Like, I love that part of it. Yeah. It just doesn't feel as dramatic as it used to. No, no, no doubt. I think that's a thing that should definitely be added onto it. But it's good that that exists. Like, it's good that that event exists. Like, 100%. I'm glad, yeah. I'm glad X Games is kind of working this stuff in. And again, like, no shade to X Games. Like, that shit is like, that's the premier event. Yeah. You know? Like, that's where it's at. It's just the marketing this year was like, yeah. real sus. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just like, the NBA does profiles on athletes, like, on a nightly basis. You know what I mean? Right. We can do it for the premier event. Like, yeah. we can do that kind of stuff to, like, make the audience, especially the general audience, understand who people are. Totally. Like, that's what pushes people's careers forward. Um, last couple things I'm kind of going to ask you. What what are your goals in the immediate future for your skiing? Like, I know from what you've said so far, it seems like primary goal is to just go ski and have fun. Yeah, for sure. There's nothing in your head that you're like, okay, next season I'd like to get here. This next season I'd like to do this. End of the season I'd like to put this out. Like, does your brain just not work like that? Where you're not like, really, this dude. Is the plan that I have. Going I mean, forward? I have like a plan for my life, but like in terms of like <laughs> ski goals, it's like, yeah, mainly just keep doing it and stay healthy enough to keep doing it and make yeah. calculated decisions and not go like way out of my league to get like whatever clip, you know, like. Yeah. The most important part to me is just being able to go skiing with my friends. Yeah. And like living in Jackson, that's what we all do. And so if you're missing that part, like you kind of feel excluded from everything, you know? So the most right. important part is just being able to show up. Have you had anything major injury wise, like in recent years? Uh, nothing like super major, but a lot of like just get banged up like ticky tack. Yeah. And like a lot of it doesn't even come from skiing. Like I had a super gnarly dirt bike crash in like really? October and I'm still dealing with it. Yeah. I like 
I was at the sand dunes. I was riding <clears throat> my bike. It's a 480. It's it's a 450 CRF 450, but it's bored out to a 480. And I have a I have three dirt bikes, but um, that one specifically had been like sitting in my storage unit in the carburetor. I think there's something clogging the jet. So when I hit the bottom of this transition, it like bogged out. It kind of been doing it all day, which is like a shitty sign. But yeah, I like bogged out at the bottom of this tranny, and then as soon as I hit the lip, it was like just full rev pretty much. So I went like full 12 o'clock boy in the air. Yeah, and then. When I landed, we were at the sand dunes, so I landed, and as soon as I did, like, my left hand slipped off the bar, the bike instantly flipped over, like, onto its side, and I went forward, and I clipped my leg on the bar as I went over. I did, like, a double front flip off the bike, but I clipped my leg, and as soon as I landed, like, stopped flipping, I just ripped my pants off, dude. I It was, like, right on the femoral. Yeah. And I, th- I thought I punctured my leg, dude. But I still have a hematoma. Like, no it's a shit. gnarly bone bruise. So, like, it's shit like that where I'm like, damn, I should probably just get a nicer dirt bike and, like, not ever deal with that ever again. Yeah. But it's shit like that. Like, skateboarding, I fall a lot. Yeah. Mountain biking, I fall a lot. So, or not a lot, but, like, shit just happens, you know? It happens. Especially, like, mountain biking is a good example. Skateboarding is a good example. Like, you just end up, like, hurt. Like, you get shit all the time. Yeah. Like, mountain biking is, like, I probably ride mountain bikes more than I go skiing. Totally. Definitely more than I go skiing, but like more actively. And the amount of just shit that happens that you just tolerate for mountain biking is crazy. Especially com- like compared to skiing. If I like tweak my knee skiing, yeah. I'm fucking done. I'm, I'm yeah. like, I'm going in. If I like smash my head to bits <laughs> on a mountain bike, I'm like, I'll be fine. Like, yeah. I'll do another ride. Like, Hopefully it's okay. that doesn't happen too often, though. No, for sure. Like, yeah. I try to not make it happen, but it's just funny, the tolerance. Like, when you're outside, it's warm. You're just like, everything's fine. Right. Like, it just it puts you in a different headspace. Yeah, I mean, it's all crazy. And like I was saying, just trying to make, like, calculated risks instead of, like, these crazy things. But accidents do happen and definitely pay for it. Yeah. Can we just talk about how upside down you were two days ago? Like, how stretched out? On that backflip? Yeah, dude, oh like, God, what dude. the fuck? Like, <laughs> yeah, I, like, I hit the takeoff, and as <laughs> soon as my feet hit the lip, I was like, oh, my God. Like, yeah. I almost just did a dub because I, like, dude. my feet hit the takeoff, and I was, like, flipping. Like, I pretty much already had the flip done, like, when I left the takeoff. <laughs> but there was, like, a, a split second in my mind where I was like, damn, I should maybe tuck for two. Yeah. <laughs> but then, I don't know, dude, I, like, just reached. You, and, like, stopped. Yeah, and that was, like, one of my cleanest landings of the day. It was just hilarious. Dude, I, like, I was looking back through photos, and I'm like, holy fucking shit, dude. Like, dude. This dude is, like, flat <laughs> in the air. Like, there's, if you were like, did he land, did he not land, there would be, I'd put all my money on you not landing. Like, right. not landing clean. Dude, I want the audio from that clip so bad. <laughs> Apparently, like, when I landed off that first air and, like, kind of fell over, the yeah. GoPro got caked in snow. Yeah. But I was talking to myself the whole run down, like, just laughing at myself. And then I did that backflip, and I was, like, in the air, like, holy fuck. <laughs> and then I look over, and I see one of the filmers that's, like, sitting right below the farther right takeoff. And I, like, flew by him in the air. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God. I went, like, 30 feet farther than I thought I was going to. Fuck. Shit just happens fast in there, dude. You're skiing fast. Yeah, but, like, yeah, it definitely happens fast in there. Like, I'm not... But just the like the state of mind you have to be in when you're like, oh fuck, like I need to maybe think about changing something because that's happening so quick yeah. for your brain to be like maybe double, you know. It's but just also so funny, maybe though, stretch like, out that takeoff. 
I thought it was like soft, like all the way up through the takeoff, but they had built a lip right there. Right. And so it was like kind of firm, like right as you hit the top of the lip. Yeah. And so I was like going in like, all right, I probably need to like set this kind of hard just so I like made sure I got through the takeoff. Yeah. And then it was just like, like fucking (laughs) woo. But yeah, that was a wild one. That was fun to ride out of. I'm I'm sure it's they really should start doing this more and more often for events, but like just lav people up, like just dude, mic them up for the event. Like I'm bummed I didn't get one. Dude, apparently a bunch of the other athletes got mic'd up. Really? Yeah, dude, I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Piper was standing at the top of that wall. Yeah, and you just hear like X was like standing at the top, <laughs> and he's like, she just goes fuck shit. Yeah, <laughs> like, she's like that audio is hilarious, dude. Like why? <laughs> Like, why? You know what I mean? Like, that. I mean, she definitely didn't stand up there, like, in while we were, like, building the lips or anything. Like, if you look at her tracks, like, she was the only one over there. She was like, that was my third option. Whoa. Option one was to dub. Yeah, she was telling me that. That's option crazy. Option two was to front flip. And then option one was that wall. And she, like, got up there. I talked to her yesterday, and she was like, there, I wanted to turn around so badly. I bet. Yeah. Like, Dude, it's not steep right there either. Like, yeah. You're just taking it. Oh, yeah. Like, and her profile picture now is like her just backslapping, like riding the wall with her back <laughs> so on the wall. Sick. <laughs> it's so fucking she Yeah, she was proud of that. I was like talking to her right after it, and she's like, Yeah, like, it's rad. Like, on that little pillow, I think my ski track's going to be there for a long time. Like, <laughs> it's going to live on. Yeah, it's funny. She's cracking me up. She's fucking, she's some. She's fucking crushing it right now. It's she really hilarious is. to see. With broken boots, nonetheless. Dude, what? Like, <laughs> all the lead up to that. I sent her to Surefoot. Because yeah. I ride for Surefoot here in Jackson. Yeah. And it sounded like they helped her out or like did the best that they could. But at yeah. the end of the day, she had a broken boot. Yeah, I brought her new boots. And she's <laughs> just like, they're 22s. She's riding in 23 now. She wanted a 22. And she's just like, it's too t- I, it'll work, but like not overnight. Right. You know what I mean? Like we need to do work to it. It's just not going to happen. You know, it's like, it's just. She's a savage. Dude, fucking four volet straps to keep you tight. And <laughs> those to like, pictures are hilarious. Go put dude. a fucking potentially winning run down. Right. And like. I don't know. You she think, made it. Yeah. You think she takes it? Uh, side? Or you think? I think it's tough. It's Claire, her, and Veronica, maybe. Yeah, I don't want to say anything because last year, like, my prediction was so far off. <laughs> or not, like, so far off. Like, I, I kind of knew Hans was going to win, but, yeah, like, you really don't know until you, like, see every run back to back to back, like, on the big yeah. screen. Because yeah. there's a lot of, like, I don't know, like couple tomahawks and shit that you don't see like when you're watching it in person it looks like they just do a slash but really they like catch like snowboarders like catch their nose and like keep going right and so we didn't know a lot of that happened last year but like at least until we saw it on the big screen right so i don't know i don't want to say anything because i don't i I don't know what about for men how did we feel about it same deal i think colby probably won it was clean switch five whack flip dub 10 yeah no hands down no back touch no butt touch nothing and Like, like the jump at the end just completely yeah crushed totally i yeah. mean he's he's taking my vote for sure yeah i mean it's it's the cleanest run like, yeah i think and then you try to switch double off the yeah. top the second round <laughs> yeah. like that's psycho shit yeah yeah which is hilarious like go, to go both him and hackle like to go from x games to that in two weeks pretty like, crazy is like it's fucked fully different side of the spectrum for sure yeah um last question i'll ask you are there is there an athlete that you have in your mind that would do particularly well in this type of not necessarily this one but in this type of competition where it's like that format and like I don't know just a little looser than like traditional competition? <sighs> I mean it's hard to say, dude. Like, but it all just comes down to like 
A, how strong are you? Yeah. Because that first landing fucking hurts. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, truthfully, it's like anybody could take it if you just stay on your feet and like yeah. do some gnarly shit. Like I even think like Mac Forehand could come here and like yeah. lace something up. Yeah. Or like put Ante in there, you know? Yeah. Like Ante could lace a run. Yeah. Do like road 10 on the bottom and like that's different than everybody else's shit. Yeah. That's what I mean though is like do you go with someone who's just a burly human being and like Kinda, yeah. Yeah, or like do you go with someone like like Mac's not a huge person no. like at all. So like But he's just a savage. He is a fucking and monster. And he's good at being in that competition mindset. And I think right. that's like what's different between Colby and a lot of us is just like having that crazy experience and that crazy pressure. Right. And like wait until you see Colby's backcountry clips from the year. Um, <laughs> like the dude is on some crazy shit. I'm sure. Yeah, he's on like a next level run right now. Like yeah. he's just as good as it gets. Like he's just super gnarly. So like yeah. even when I saw his name on the invite list, I was like, okay, like fuck. Who's gonna get second? Yeah. <laughs> you know. But no, he's super fun to watch. And actually I coached him when I was in Park City. Really? Yeah, I like went on the road with him a bunch. No shit. What was that like? Sick. Yeah. <laughs> like the illest. Just like hanging out with a good homie and like yeah. gassing him up to do crazy shit. That's the best. But yeah, I coached a lot of those kids. Like I even coached A Hall when he first moved to park city or oh, like shit. i skied with him you know yeah, yeah, it wasn't yeah. like he needed a lot of help yeah mainly just like waxed his skis and yeah. shit before he got on the u.s team but yeah a lot of those kids are super rad and super fun to travel with yeah that's awesome um all right i'm gonna let you get out of here where can people find you on the internet uh mainly just instagram okay. just cory underscore jackson yeah sick um, um, I post a couple things on TikTok, but kind of try to stay far away from that. I don't, I don't Mainly know. just go there for like a different feed to look through. There's it, some funny shit on there. Dude, my feed is so fucked on TikTok right now. <laughs> it's like, it's just, I'm like super into like old Jew haggling Whoa. for Rolexes. Whoa. It's like, dude, it is deep. It's every other video. <laughs> it's like, there's like one ski clip for every five Rolex clips. Uh, I don't even know why. I have no money. I have no watches. <laughs> I have none of this shit. But, like, no bullshit. Like, it is all old Jewish man haggling about watches, like, in New York City. Like, it's fucking hilarious. Like, it's just... Don't even know what to say, but at least things are different for you on there. It's totally different. If I saw it on Instagram, it just would be engaging content for me. Um, Kombucha plug. Where can people find it? Uh, So, Tetonic Kombucha. um, Primarily in Jackson, but you can order online. You can find us on the website or order through Instagram. Sick. Um, But if you're in Jackson... We're in like Albertsons, Whole Foods, Stagecoach, Base Camp, uh, yeah, kind of all over Pearl Street Bagels and Sick. yeah. But we're trying to expand. We just got a couple more accounts with Albertsons, and once we get the Boise Albertsons, then they distribute to all their different locations. And yep. we just kind of needed to generate some sales and get some numbers before they wanted to take us on full time, big time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can also hit me up. If you're looking for kombucha or just any questions about skis or life or whatever, I'm pretty open to answering questions on DMs. Sick. Just chatting. Cool. All right, buddy. Thank you. Yeah, much love. Thanks for having me.